Some people think professors have it easy. They teach a few hours a day, have weekends and summers off, and spend their time smoking pipes in leather armchairs with tweed jackets on. They couldn't be more wrong. There is so much more happening both in the classroom and behind the scenes that most people, even students, never get to see. Our guest today defies all the stereotypes by changing the world in tons of exciting ways. Today's Wonder Woman guest is Dr. Rethi Douglas from the Department of Occupational Therapy. Woo! <laughs> Sorry, I Shall have to do clapping? the clapping. Absolutely. She will be talking about her work with the Coalition of Occupational Therapy Advocates for Diversity, COTAD, involvement with CCG events, Student Occupational Therapy Association, volunteer events, and HBU outreach initiatives. Hello, I am Lacey Ritter, Recruitment and Project Development Coordinator and Assistant Professor in the Sociology Department. And I'm Kathy Wright. I direct the CCG, and I'm an Associate Professor in the Religion Department, and this is Against the Grain. So today's episode focuses on wingets, movers, and shakers. So with this series, you get to learn about how various people on campus are moving and shaking and working to improve the lives of our students, faculty, and staff, and community. Our guest speaker today, like I said, is Rethi Douglas. We are so excited to discuss all the amazing work you're doing across Union County in regards to health and diversity and inclusion. But before we get to the hard stuff, let's start with some fun facts to help our listeners get to know you better. Yes, so we have heard through the grapevine that you have lived and traveled in tons of amazing places. So tell us about that and which was your favorite place and why? Okay, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me for this interview. I'm so excited and I love any time I get to do anything with um, both of y'all. So that's super <laughs> fun. So as far as um, favorite place that I've ever lived um, is Scotland. And it's also the longest place I've ever lived. Um, I lived there for five years. Um, it was an amazing experience. I lived there from seventh grade to 11th grade and went to an American school there, but got, got to travel pretty much the whole world with my family or with my school during that time. Um, really learned a lot about a different culture that will always be near and dear to my heart. And I ended up marrying a half Scottish guy, oh, of course. <laughs> and um, so as far as traveling, my favorite country probably that I've traveled to continent wise would definitely be Africa. So I struggle a little bit deciding whether um, it would be Egypt, Kenya, or Morocco, but I think Morocco is oh. fresh in my brain because I went there um, last year for my 40th birthday and it was just an amazing country. I love all cultures and I love to see cultures blended together. Mm -hmm. So it's just this amazing place that has both a mixture of the European culture because it's so close to Spain mm -hmm. and then it has a lot of the African culture, a lot of the Islamic traditions, but very progressive Islamic traditions. And then you also see like a little mix of Christianity and this um, gorgeous Sahara Desert. We camped under the stars. Oh. We went to all these um, really cute marketplaces in Marrakesh, and it was just um, an amazing country. I highly recommend anybody to go to. Favorite food when you were on that amazing trip? Um, so the Morocco is really known for their tagines, yeah. and um, I actually brought back, it's this really cool kind of clay pot where they make meat, and it just simmers over a long amount of time. Um, so I, but I honestly love 
all the food like that kind of it's interesting because it's once again like everything in morocco it's a blend of different cultures so you get a little of those spanish kind of tapas mixed with a little bit of middle eastern kind of lentil stuff and then the meat that's really well known from africa and it's just oh yes lots okay, of good I'm, food. I'm hungry now how about you lacy <laughs> yeah I'm hungry and I want to go on every vacation with you forever. Like, yes. Also, you need to write like the way cooler version of Eat, Pray, Love because you've been to every <laughs> yes. amazing place ever. Yes. In your spare time. Okay. I'll get on that. Yeah. <laughs> so much spare time you have. <laughs> well, your second question uh, is a little bit different. This is one that we do ask everybody uh, just because we feel it's super relevant in our current time period. Uh, but if you were quarantined for at least two weeks with three different celebrities and or famous people, dead or alive, who would you choose and why? Hmm, this is a very, very interesting question because part of me is like, okay, if I'm in quarantine for two weeks, do I just wanna have a blast, have fun, <laughs> or do I wanna ha have some meaningful time? So I, perhaps I will pick a variety. Yeah. So who I find, um, probably the most meaningful person in the whole history of the world is Mahatma Gandhi. So I would love, love to spend two weeks with him, find out all about his ways, how he became the way he did, how he made all the change. And I would want it to be on October 2nd because me and Mahatma Gandhi were both born on October 2nd. Oh! And birthday we're birthday buddies. And if I lived in India, our birthdays would actually be a national holiday and we both wouldn't work or go to school on that day. So, um, but we were in quarantine, so we would not be working or going to school anyways. Um, then after Mahatma Gandhi, I think I would pick, so I love sports. And I like a big part of my job is working with athletes, specifically pediatric athletes. And I think there are so many um, dimensions to athletes, not just um, their physical strength or ability. It's more like who they are as community members, what they do for their team. So I've always admired Drew Brees and I'm a big Saints fan because uh -huh. I grew up, I was born in New Orleans. And um, so I would probably bring him into my two weeks of quarantine and just kind of find out, you know, first of all, I'd love to learn a little bit more about strength and agility from him and maybe learn how to actually throw a football, but <laughs> which is debatable whether I can do that or not. Um, my son, my son says I throw a football great. He also tells me how beautiful I am every day, no matter what. That that child's a genius. He is a genius. Yeah, can we borrow him? Yes, I know. He's a, he's a sweetheart. My husband is more honest, and he's like, "Is that a spiral, or what was that?" So Drew Brees would teach me that, and then we could just talk about New Orleans and all the amazing things he's done for the city and how he's a great team player. And then the third person would have to be somebody that I could relate to and secretly think I'm similar to them, but I probably am not. But I love to dance and I love to sing. And so, I don't know, it's a toss up between J-Lo and Beyonce. Ah! And maybe just I could just morph them into one person and we would just sing and dance and learn all the new moves and probably do like hundreds of TikTok videos together. Well, I think that's so balanced. What do you think, Lacey? I think it's fantastic, and we'll totally let it slide. You can invite both of them, okay. since we're in charge of this fictional COVID party. So, 
You can have both, and you can, like, create a new and improved TLC slash Spice Girls, and it would be marvelous. Yes. I, I would love to see Gandhi's TikToks. I, I, I just would. I would. Like, he'd just be, like, hanging out in the background with, like, that, like, smile on his face. Yes, I think that's exactly how I imagine him. Just yeah. taking it all in. Photobomb. Yeah. Photobomb. <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Well, now that we've gotten to know you a little bit, let's hit the ground running. Since you love athletes, we thought we'd use a, a more athletic segue uh, phrase. So first question we'd love to ask you is tell us about your time here at Winged. So when did you become a Bulldog? What has been your experience thus far? Some of your best memories? And we always allow for a mulligan or two. So, um, so I became a Bulldog. Um, exactly a year ago last august really yeah so it's been a year a baby i'm a baby bulldog that's so exciting and our whole program is a baby so our, our the occupational therapy program um started last august so we have our first group of students that are just finishing um their summer semester will be done with their first year so our first cohort ever beta through their first year um and it has been amazing i i mean i have so many so many um, experiences will probably like make me tear up because it has been just phenomenal. I think the first day of the first class of our first cohort Yay. was just like so unbelievable. Just they're actually all here, like this program that we work to get together. Now these 36 girls are actually sitting in this room and they're all just so amazing. So I think that was really powerful. Just that the first day actually, we actually walked in that classroom and saw those 36 girls there like wow this is really happening this program that we put together is actually happening um i think also um i think during the summer i had some really really powerful moments with my students we had a lot of talks about race and racism and how they beautifully handled it how they were eloquent how they were transparent how they were woke how they just were in touch with the times and compassionate and just these really deep conversations um, just moved me. And in my brain, I just kept thinking and like talking to my neighbors and talking to my family and like, this is our future. You know, these are the girls I want treating me when I have my hip replacement at 65, you know? I want these OTs treating me, you know? And having those powerful moments with them I think um, was really, really special to me. Um, and also just, I love um, all the volunteer events we get to do together. You know, that's kind of like that bonding that I have with the students outside of work, you know, the, um, like the mental health awareness one that we did at the elementary school. It was so was fun. Fantastic. And, you know, we just got, we totally lucked out. I'll thank Kathy for just setting us up with that situation that our our group happened to be in the same group as the stomp girls oh, and it was yes. so fun just dancing with with them and just seeing how um our students interacted with the kids with their you know peers and it was just like a just a, such a fun community event and feeling like part of this bigger thing not just part of wingate being a bigger thing but part of like our whole county and community all together yes if you have not heard about our stomp team you definitely need to yeah, check out so our fun. stomp team um wingate stomp team um so lacy do you want to take the next question absolutely so you talked a little bit about the OT department and how it is so new, but also so great and fun and exciting. And you've alluded to how much 
really the department kind of embraces this empowerment model for diversity, inclusion, but overall health and wellness. And this really seems to resonate with kind of the vision, mission, and really the way that we do what we do in the CCG. So I just wanna make sure, is that kind of right? Is that the mindset that you and the department take? What's kind of the focus and the goals? Yes, you are 100% correct. I feel like CCG and OT were meant to be best friends, right? We work so well together. Our vision, our mission just lines up so nicely together. I'm always, whenever I get an email or a phone call from Kathy, I'm like, yay! You know, this is gonna be something great for our department because I feel like as a department, y'all really understand what OT is. And I constantly wanna recruit all of y'all to become OTs one day. Yes! <laughs> and so, yes, we line up. We, you know, a big pillar for. Um, a big pillar for us is occupational justice. That's a big principle for our particular um, OT program at Wingate. And so I think that lines up um, closely with kind of our whole university's mission now moving forward, as well as CCG, is really treating everybody equally and giving them the same ability to do their occupations or whatever is meaningful for them. And then a big um, principle and pillar also of our program is servant leadership. So all these wonderful volunteer events that are coming through through the CCG that our students are getting involved in, they're really learning how to serve and to be leaders in that serving role as well. And I think we have, Lacey, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I think we have OT and the CCG have the same birthday. August yeah. last year, we were birthday buddies. Birthday buddies. Yes. We're just one year old. We should throw a little party. I know. Party. Absolutely. One thing I want our listeners to know, just pretend we don't know anything about OT. So give us just a snapshot of OT, because you're talking about um, the reciprocal nature and the service leadership. How does it differ, say, PT and OT? Because I get asked that a lot, and then, then I'm going to ask you a little bit about some very specific things. Okay. So um, when you think about occupational therapy, we are looking at um, the individual as a whole. So we are looking at their mind, their body, their health, wellness, and um, all the occupations that are meaningful to them. So that means anything a person does from the minute they go, they wake up to the time they go to sleep, and actually sleep is occupation as well. See, I'm working when I'm sleeping, Lacey. Yes, it's anything that's meaningful to you, and um, so whether that is, you know, getting dressed, whether that's going to school, whether that's going to your job, whether that's playing a sport, all of those things OT can help you with, either returning to or improving within your life. And it goes across the whole age span. So, you know, I've worked, um, personally, my whole experience has been with pediatrics. So I've worked with kids as young as um, one day old and let the oldest kid I probably worked with is probably kid who kind of um he was um 18 years old you know and but as far as like we go as occupational therapy as a profession we work till you know we're end of life with with people as well mm -hmm. absolutely wonderful so tell us more so about this coalition of occupational therapy advocates for diversity because often people will go well ot and diversity you've talked about justice in some of your questions 
make that connection for us. Tell us a little bit more about that. So, um, co we actually um, just earlier this year, um, kind of officially, ha Wingate got a chapter for CoTed, and so I'm the faculty. I'm the faculty co-advisor for that chapter, and it's really student run. And so as a profession, um, occupational therapy is um, very dominantly um, white female, but we are serving all populations as OTs. And so kind of with the coalition, we are making sure that there's kind of twofold is to increase diversity in our profession, but making sure that we are able to serve all populations as well. And so um, our students are doing a ton of, so it's really student led and then we as faculty advisors are advising them. So um, especially with all the events that happened this summer, they are doing some great things. Um, for instance, one thing they did was um, a movie series, uh, Netflix series of like when they see us. So they had, um, you know, they kind of watched two episodes and then they had a discussion about it. So they invited, so there's COTAD chapters, there's 37 chapters across the US. So they invited other chapters to come, our students, so they could really delve into discussing this. And that event was just, that was probably one, like another wow moment for me, because I'm also part of our North Carolina OT Association. So for all the OTs all around North Carolina, I'm in their um, diversity, equity, and inclusion committee. I'm part of their committee. And so we are working in a lot of initiatives to do for all the OTs across North Carolina. So one of the things that, um, one part of that committee wanted to do was to do a movie series as well. So I invited it. And these are all practicing OTs. You know, a lot of them, I mean, they have their masters or their doctorates, you know, and they came to watch my students facilitate this discussion. And the positive feedback I got from the professors from like Winston-Salem, from Duke, from UNC, they were blown away as I was by our students and how well they handle these challenging discussions and really delving into race and racism. Um, so COTED does stuff like that. Um, we also had um, two um, African-American male OTs come and talk to our students and kind of explain them the situation, what things as they have to deal with, and just really had, once again, these open, honest conversations with our students. Um, another thing that um, COTED is planning, because it addresses all types of diversity, is um, doing a training through Safe Zone. And so um, Safe Zone kind of focuses on powerful and effective LGBTQ awareness and ally training. And so that is for, we're gonna have our students available for that as well as our faculty. Oh, wonderful. Oh, and, and I love how it's a great model that empowers students to be the conversation starters, but also facilitators, because there's, there's experts in the field, but we, we definitely need these tough, hard, courageous conversations going on so we all can know better and do better. Yeah. Um, so Lacey, do you, I think you have a fabulous question for our guest here. Yes, so another um, amazing activity that you engage in is the Student Occupational Therapy Association. Uh, the volunteer events specifically, you mentioned you do a lot with those. So what's that experience been like and can you explain a little bit more about those to our listeners? Yeah, so um, kind of how I talked about before, a big pillar of our Doctor of Occupational Therapy program is servant leadership. 
And um, even, you know, when students are applying to our program, we highly focus um, on service. And so we are always looking for service opportunities. And so for through our student organization, we have a specific service committee. Um, and all of our students love to volunteer. I have a great story about the first volunteer event. Um, it was actually through, you know, the CCG organized it through the mental health event. And so I um, came in to like the end of one of their classes and kind of told them like, hey, there's this event. Um, and I think I talked to Kathy about like, okay, like what's the numbers that you're looking at? And Kathy was like, well, we'd like to get at least two. And I was like, well, what's your max? And I know Kathy kind of looked at me weird like, you're max? Do you really think you're gonna <laughs> get that many? many? And like. I think you told me like, <laughs> okay, probably about eight or nine, you know, spacing wise. I was like, okay, so in my head, I made us, a sheet which would allow for nine volunteers for that event and for the next event nine volunteers so i went in explained the event a little to them and i said you know whenever you get a chance you know go ahead if you want to sign up you can sign up from the time it took me to walk from that classroom to my desk to check my email probably less than three minutes 18 slots were filled and i was getting emails like wait but i didn't can i be the backup can i do this and then I had said, well, um, you know, if you're interested in leadership, if you want to lead it, put a star next to your name. And yeah, I had like 10 stars. You know? I know. I know. <laughs> and so it has been an amazing experience. You know, it's something that I love. I, I can't remember like not volunteering in my life. I feel like pretty much, you know, since I was a kid, I was always volunteering, doing something or the other. And so it's really fun that I get to do this with um, my students as well. Um, they are very much um, looking forward to trying to be creative a little bit during this time as well, like with volunteer events. We're trying to do some kind of Zoom events as well that we can volunteer more th by giving education. And then, um, and then hopefully, you know, when things cleared up, they can kind of get hands on and like be in the community because that's what they love. They love getting interaction actually with our community. And our community loves them. Mm -hmm. I mean, every time we go to do an event, it is overwhelmingly people are like, who are they? And I want to work with them. Please bring, bring the students <laughs> back. And uh, I said, well, that won't be a problem. We just have to organize the different events. Um, and we were so looking forward to the backpack buddies. I know. Oh, you know, and, and the community was, but that's okay. It yeah. will, it will happen. It's probably just not, uh, not, not in the near future. Definitely. And I know that our undergrad students that worked with Mm -hmm. um, Dr. LePan and I, uh, especially at that conference had, or that um, wellness event, had so much fun meeting some of your OT students as well. And two of them came up and they were like, Dr. Renner, we're going to OT school. I was like, okay, great. <laughs> Yay! That makes me so happy. Yeah, it's, it was really fun to get to have an experience where we worked with you too when we're primarily undergrad and kind of you know breaking down those silos as we like to say yeah. and that's why i love the health and wellness van kind of events yeah. because we had pas working right beside our psych students and our social students and our stomp team and our uh wonderful people in recreation doing some yoga yeah. with our pa students and our ot and pt and it just it breaks down some of the barriers and you see the wonderful work that's going on on campus and you get to know one another and then yeah. you feel more comfortable going hey you know what pt and PA, let's let's do something. Or OT and sociology, let's do something together because we can really help each other. So I I love those. I love that the CCG can kind of 
be that hub for all these connections and then you guys just keep doing amazing things like oh, just thanks uh, and I love it already OT students who I happen to have an undergrad Zoe yes. and they're already reaching out going we can't wait for our capstone we have to do something through the CCG and, yeah. and I just love that and our students do love the CCG like that is just kind of once again it lines up so well with our program our students um, and yeah and I think the whole um, I think to Lacey's point it was one of the few events like we do some interprofessional stuff but we don't really get to do that much with undergraduate and so they loved it you know they kind of like being like the big sisters yes. and like let me tell you I'm like a you know but just um, and I think because we got all those nine volunteers I really encouraged them at the first event I was like hey go out and mingle and yes. they would bring and I loved it because they would go out and mingle and they'd bring like oh I'm gonna bring some sociology students back to talk to you I'm like sure and then like we brought some pharmacy students back and chatted and it was just so fun seeing them get to know each other and know about their professions by nature OTs tend to be very social and outgoing and so they're kind of really comfortable going and talking to, to a lot of people too and just kind of bringing them back to us so that was fun. And now as if you don't do enough we want to bring up something else that we are just fascinated by that I hope our our listeners would really love to know a little bit more about. So can you tell us about the HBU Outreach Initiatives? How to get started? What has this experience been like for you? Yeah, so um, I think once again, kind of going back to having a profession that's really um, white female dominated, we see a need to um, go out to different cultures and just kind of do some recruitment and talks, like making sure everybody is aware, um, no matter what your race is or what your gender is or how you identify about OT and that it is a profession that's open to everyone. So typically, you know, it's your director of admissions that are going out and doing these. And we have a fabulous, fabulous director of admissions. I love and Melissa. um oh director of admissions oh. is um is actually Natalie. She kind oh, of runs I'm gonna have to get yeah. to Natalie. So she um so she actually is a one who I think suggested it and of course I jumped on it. She's like, you know, it'd be great to have a faculty member rather than just somebody talking about admissions, like somebody that they can relate to. And then we took it a step further and I was like, Yeah, it's great to have faculty, but it'd be great to have an actual student that they yes. can relate to. So we did um, we did our first talk at John C. Smith University and um, just kind of explaining what OT was, you know, it, explaining the admissions part of it, explaining the program, and just was really open to any kind of questions that they had as well. And it was a combination of both um, OT and PT and pharmacy kind of all together doing this as well. And so we had on the books a couple of other universities prior to COVID, yeah. um, but we're hoping to still be able to virtually do some of these talks. Um, and this is actually um, an initiative that I am working on kind of threefold because um, once again, the North Carolina OT Association, I'm on their diversity, equity, inclusion committee. And that is a pillar that I plan to kind of lead up is doing more outreach to underprivileged um, communities. So when I'm thinking that I'm not just thinking universities, I really want to educate starting like 
ground up. Like I want to educate an elementary school. You know, anybody can be an OT. I want to when people say, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up and you see those like papers out in the kindergarten hallway? I want OT to be there. Not just my kids who have OTs as parents. Because <laughs> you my kids have that up there. But um and so i I really feel like getting ground up going into elementary schools. We had a great um opportunity that was set up over here. Um I think once again kind of um Natalie kind of got me into that loop and um Butler High School came over here and we talked to them um, about OT, about the profession, and kind of I did some like fun games to engage them and like let them have the knowledge at all ages. So I'm working on that kind of North Carolina wide. We're working on that um, as an association as a whole. I think this is an issue not just, you know, in our area, but throughout the state. And then I have a group of students that they're super passionate about. So some of our students in CoTed, they're really excited to get involved in this as well. So it's kind of fun that all these people kind of have the same passion and we can work on it together. It is true. And it will take many people to be able to do it, but the results will be phenomenal. It will be like a tidal wave of OTs, which will be great. And I can't wait, absolutely wait, for our... We've partnered with the Ag Center and our community gardens expanding. We're going to have a strawberry festival and a pumpkin festival and they're doing you know lots of things in the garden and because you guys are so close yes then maybe the ot's in the garden might become fun too yes we are very excited about that and then have the students and you can educate about ot and and uh maybe in the garden (laughs) maybe we have talked a little bit about it um we've kind of mentioned it as an aside but we of course are so excited about the work that we've been doing with the health bus with you um, and we've talked with Brett about the role PT specifically played in that scenario, but can you share with the listeners the ways that OT has been involved on a more specific level? Yeah, so um, our first event was the kind of the event that I talked about previously, which was you know, the mental health awareness event. Um, and so once again, we had nine OTs. And then I, I don't remember how many disciplines we had, but there was probably five or six groups of different students. And um, once again, this awesome shout out to our students, you know, between all the students, they were the leaders, you know, um, one of our students kind of took control of kind of all the students and helped work through it. Um, And that was um, a great kind of way for all our students, even in the planning phase, to get to know each other and kind of work together. And then actually they came up with activities on their own. They kind of ran it by us and was like, hey, is this a great idea? I'm like, yes, it's a great idea. You know, what do you need from us, you know, supplies wise? Um, And then during the actual event, you know, I was once again just kind of facilitating, but they were, um, it was just a great, you know, they're so excited as students because they learn so much things like theories to just be hands on. They were so excited to like, sometimes I have to be like, okay, like, let's not all overwhelm this one child. But they're so excited, like, oh, a real kid, we get to interact with, you know. Do you remember the activity? I think they did a really interesting activity. Yes, they did um, a thing about positive body image. And it, oh, like, I love it, you know, because kids often do have the greatest, like, positive body image. And it wasn't just body image. It was, like, thinking positive of yourself. And they had this, they had drawn this this person, and the kid had to put different um, labels that were positive, like, highly positive to, like, think of, um, thought about themselves. And then we had, like, a coloring sheet that 
kind of take home and some information for the parents as well. Um, and so it was, it was fun because it was really like interactive and fun with the students as well. Um, because talking about mental health does not have to be somber and, and, and down and depressing. <laughs> No. But it, it very much is the students were celebrating and promoting positive image and positive health and those interactions, almost mentoring students. In, and it was at the middle school, I believe. It was at elementary. Oh, elementary school. And, but all the parents were there. And then imagine being in the same room with the stomp team yeah. who were like <laughs> empowering women who had moves and, and a very positive message. And then yoga as well yeah. with the, the different uh, grad students through the recreation center. So imagine that that full holistic message it was just in the gym. Just that in, wasn't yeah. even the rest of the school. I always, um, an amazing event. Like our students definitely, they enjoyed kind of seeing what other people were doing. Um, like the clothes drive and even just all the resources out in the community. Um, like I said, what I said is like, because we were in the gym, I kind of kept a couple of students there and then told them, hey, you can walk and mingle and get to know other people. But, and it was great because several students came back with resources. They were like, hey, we got to get involved with this other, did you know this thing happened in Union County? I'm like, yes, but I'm glad you do. And sure, you can call them and that might be our next volunteer event. So we actually got their brains really spinning of different things that were out in our community that need help and need further volunteers. So that was um, really cool as well. And then after that, we um, went to another elementary school and we did the heart health awareness event. And once again, it was funny. So, you know, our students are super close to each other. So obviously the two groups, I encouraged them to talk and they did talk. And so I said, hey guys, like, so the first event OT led and we have lots of different disciplines. Why don't you just sit back for a minute and like see if somebody else wants to lead? And I knew it was hard for them. They were like definitely sitting on their hands because they're such natural leaders. And then finally they kind of came back over they're like, well, nobody's leading. Can we just lead? I'm like, sure. So both of the two CCG, we love, we love. <laughs> so both of the two CCG yes. events, OTs just kind of that's their nature, and they went full force, did really fun events with the kids, kind of talking about heart health, but making it um, appropriate to their age level. Once again, doing kind of an art activity with them. Um, and they just loved it. They loved engaging with the students. They had a really fun time um, with that event. And once again, there was a good amount of undergrad students at that event. Mm -hmm. So that was really- Sports exercise. Yeah, so yeah, sports exercise um, was great because a lot of them, you know, because we are a relatively new program, didn't actually know about our program. And so that was great because we were, you know, a big part of their first semester of school in OT school is, hey, how do you explain to somebody that doesn't know about OT about OT? So I was having our students go and explain to these <laughs> other students and because their students, they ask great questions back and just kind of seeing, um, and I think I might have convinced a couple to change from PT to OT. Oh, uh, <laughs> that. that was on earlier. Oh my goodness! Nice. But you guys share it, so wonderful yes, world over yes. there. PTOT. Uh, I love how you're in the same building, so I can visit all my friends at once. Yes, so it is very nice. So it's lovely. So one of the things we always ask at kind of near the end is, what's your trajectory? What what would what are kind of some of your hopes? I know we're in the midst of COVID and. But I know your students are already back in. So yeah. for this year, do you have any specific goals or things you would love to be able to do? Because some of our listeners might, might yeah, um, get involved. 
I'm a goal person. We always have lots of goals. <laughs> and so I think that um, kind of on the horizon, things that we have coming up is we really want to figure out a way that we can um, reach out to um, underserved communities, elementary, high school, as well as college, and kind of make them aware of our uh, profession. So definitely, um, we are looking forward to doing that. We're not, At this time, we've got some things in works. So most probably, um, due to COVID, I'll probably be more virtual. And they've got the safe zone training coming up. So they really want to, we want to make sure our students are trained properly, as well as our faculty um, to, to how to appropriately interact with the LGBT community. Um, we have also, um, thanks to Kathy, we made a great relationship <laughs> with the Trinity Wellness Center. And um, Kelly Watts, who, who's podcast was on last week so if yeah. you haven't heard that one you yeah. might want to check kelly watts out yes kelly is a phenomenal individual and i'm so excited to partner with her and so our students um kind of at first it was they were just like oh we're dying for um, volunteer events so i presented it to them as a volunteer event you know for um doing some kind of education for single mothers and a point that kelly made which is so lines up with their curriculum that they're just learning about is a lot of um the single mothers in this particular um avenue don't know about what is age appropriate as far as play and developmental milestones which is such a key pillar of what occupational therapy does we teach kids we teach parents you know what is age appropriate play what does it look like how should they do, be developing their smaller motor skills or bigger motor skills or school skills so it lined up perfectly and I was talking to our faculty about it, and um, they're like, wait a minute, this lines up perfectly with my next course. <laughs> uh, no. So actually, we're going to do, it's a volunteer event that's going to um, be beneficial to the community, but it's also going to serve the purpose of a course because they need to learn, our students need to learn about the scholarship of teaching and learning. So how do you appropriately teach to um, mothers of different ages, education levels, backgrounds? So it's just going to be this amazing collaboration that we have to thank Kathy for. Oh, for hey, I just get people in the room and uh, Lacey, Lacey, actually, you're our project development and recruiter. So it is, <laughs> Lacey does a lot of Okay, work. Lacey, <laughs> both of y'all, I mean, or anybody listening. I would are, say it's, it's, yeah, it's purely teamwork in the CCG. No team. And we would not be nearly as successful without all of the people involved, and especially you yes. and the OT students. Like, yeah. just so if you're you, all just this bundle of amazing energy, and it's so great. Thank you. We feel the same way about y'all. <laughs> um, but yeah, if there is anybody out, especially in our community here, that has a need for, um, I have 36 phenomenal students, and pretty soon um, next Thursday I'm gonna have 36 more that um, are super excited to volunteer to give back to the community to educate um, so anything that you know of we're happy to kind of see how we can assist with it we're also in the process of figuring out um, doing like a pro bono type of clinic that's kind of in the early phases of figuring out how to do OT treatments um, kind of for our community both for pediatrics and adults as well 
Um, me personally, I've been working a lot on um, um, a lot of co-ted kind of events with our students, as well as um, I'm a mentor, so they have like a mentorship program. So I'm actually a mentor to a student in um, Chicago. So through the mentorship program, you can get a mentee that's either a student or a new practitioner um, and kind of somebody from, that's from a diverse background and helping them kind of guide through these times. Wonderful. Great. You mentioned ways that students can get involved and if community members would like to benefit from some of these awesome experiences that you guys are doing. Um, but what are some ways that for students or other individuals who are interested in joining any health science field, but particularly OT, uh, how would they go about getting involved in either some of the projects or learning more about the major and the department? Where would they contact you and what's the best way to help us with all of these amazing goals that we have? Um, they can contact me um, through, I mean, definitely, you, you're always welcome to stop by our building. I'm a great face-to-face -face person. So we're in Burnside Dalton at Wingate University. Um, you're always welcome. And we love, especially if you're interested in, be, in occupational therapy, I love to kind of give you a tour of our facility and tell you what it's all about. It's an amazing profession. I, um, I have so many friends in so many different professions and all I cannot say there's another profession that every single person that you meet loves what they do. They love their job. And a lot of people actually transfer from other professions to become OTs. And um, as far as also, you are more than welcome to email me. My email address is r.douglas at wingate.edu. And I'd be happy um, to tell you more about volunteer opportunities or more about the profession as well. Wonderful. Great. I'm so excited. Or you can contact the CCG in all our different social media. I know you guys have social media to follow too. Yes, you can follow us on social media at Wingate um, OTD. We have um, a Facebook page, an Instagram page, and also um, Wingate um, COTAD OTD also has um, an Instagram page. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming and joining us today and talking about just some of the amazing things you do, uh, including your fantastic world travels. But yes. certainly everything at the university, uh, I'm just excited to see how much more you can accomplish even going past this one year. Like in this one year, you are definitely moving and shaking in all the best ways. So mm -hmm. thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. I love any time I get to spend with both of y'all and with the CCG. And um, it's always fun to chat with y'all. That's true. Great. Well, stay tuned for some more exciting Against the Grain episodes where we focus on sowing the seeds of change in Eastern Union County. Bye.